0: This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Righto, kick it in the guts, Trev. You're listening to Radio Hawke's Bay, and this is a programme called Made in New Zealand, where we talk to fascinating local people about books and writing and music and art. And today we are very pleased to welcome Victoria... Veronica Hogan, I do apologise, Veronica <laughs> Hogan, who is the local family and history librarian for Hastings District Libraries, or is it the whole, the whole shebang, or just Hastings?
1: Hastings District Libraries, and thanks yep. for the welcome. So all
0: of them, yeah, it's good to see you here
1: today. So just tell us about your role. So my job is local and family history. So for local history, we collate community archives, and my job is to share them with the community, and I do that with community talks, so I go out to groups of people, and we might do one on uh, the history of Fantasyland, or mm. I'm doing earthquake corks this month, um, and then for the family history part, I help people to get started on their family history, and, um, and then they get really excited, and off they go, and then they come back when they get stuck, so when they get to a roadblock, so I help them kind of get over a roadblock.
0: So how, how do you do that with the family history? Is that like one-to-one? Do people come in and see you?
1: Yeah, so it, it, there's some real basic things that people need to do. You start with yourself. I just want to tell people, then, then you want all the information about yourself because when you're gone, all the information is gone. Yeah. Then you do your parents, then you do your grandparents. You want their death, then their marriage, then their birth, and you keep going back. And we've got databases that help people. We've got a community archive. We've got books. Mm. Um, And yeah, lots of other resources that helps people to track their family history
0: Mm. And you mentioned to me off air that there was quite a surge of that during the COVID lockdowns Yes, people.
1: um, we were able to give our online database, people free access to the online databases Which was really cool And people had time and Mm. they were at home uh, And maybe making a bit of an effort to connect to people that maybe they hadn't for a while so, it was a good opportunity to talk to grandma or uncle or, mm. or even your own parents. Um, yeah, so.
0: You really don't know what you've got till it's gone, eh? Yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we are here today to talk about Recollect. And in my head, I've been saying Recollect. And they both make sense, don't they? Yes,
1: they do. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, tell us, um, tell us about Recollect.
1: So, Recollect's an online database or, um, where we've stored images of our community archives. So our community archives are things like photographs that go back to the eighteen seventies, right up until recent times. Um, maps, uh, postcards, letters, diaries, things that we say ephemera, things that you might have thrown away in the you don't tend to throw photographs away, or maybe people do, but um, things you might throw away like a music programme when you go to a concert. Um, they've all got valuable information and they add to the social history of of our place. Mm. Uh, so we've, did, we're digitising them. We're about halfway through. We've started with Havelock North Library material and now we're doing Hastings. Uh, and um, people will be able to go onto our... Well, they can do it now. It's live. Go to our library website, click on Recollect and start looking at some cool images. Mm.
0: And is this... It, so it's not a brand new initiative. It's a... It's a brand for something that you've already been building on.
1: Yeah, most public libraries in New Zealand have community archives uh, where they've collected ephemera material, as Mm. I've listed. And to access it, you've had to find a staff member, tell them what you want, and they've had to find it. So that's okay if the the material uh, is in good condition. But, of course, as time goes on, material deteriorates. So we've had to digitise them, and libraries have been doing that. Uh, And the... The upside of digitising them is that you stick them on an online platform and people can look at them 24-7. Mm. And you don't even have to be in New Zealand, obviously.
0: Yes, we get, yes.
1: We get queries from overseas all the time.
0: Oh, but you do. So uh, how does the, the site work practically, you know, for a person that's digitally literate but not exceptionally? <laughs> Super yeah.
1: easy. When you get to the site, so go to our website, click on the link, you get to the site, you'll see some photographs already up there. So you can just click on something that looks interesting. Or maybe you're looking for something specific. So you'll put in uh, Earthquake mm. and you'll, or Blossom Parade and you'll get a whole lot of images. And then there's um, tools to help you narrow it down. So if you put in Blossom Parade, you can potentially get thousands of photographs. So you might want to go... Oh, I only want 1962 Blossom Parade. So there's ways of specifying it down so it's easier to find what you want. Mm. So it works for people that are looking for something specific, but if you just want to browse through um, old pictures of Fantasyland, then
0: go for it. Off you go with your Fantasyland <laughs> obsession. So where does this stuff come from?
1: People donated it oh, yeah. over the years. So often uh, people... Someone will have died, and someone's going through their personal effects, and they find these materials, realise the value of it. Obviously, mm. lots been thrown over it over the years, uh, and then they they give it to us, and so we've been storing it, and most libraries do, and but now we're digitising it.
0: Mm. So do you do you get to be discerning about the stuff that is kept and what's not?
1: So we're trying to only collect Hawkes Bay material, yeah, because we're you know. Can't, there's no point collecting Christchurch in Auckland. When we do get materials that are not about our area, um, I talk to the libraries in Christchurch or yeah. Dunedin and say to the people, would you like to donate them to them? Mm. Um, but mostly, yeah, so at Hawkes Bay, if it's a published book and it's in copyright, then we won't digitise it because that's breaking the copyright law. Yes, more. of
0: course. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so, yeah, so it could be anything, it could be a ticket to a movie theatre. Uh, It could be your school exercise book from 1929. Wow. Which is super interesting. Yeah. Lots of handwriting practice.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. And when you talk about social history, it's those kind of changes that can be the most fascinating, can't it? That, you know, you look at people's handwriting today and mine's deteriorated because we just don't write as much by hand. But um, so what are the the most sort of interesting aspects that you personally have Um, found? I like. I like lots of
1: the old things. I like looking at the old photographs. We've got a uh, Havelock North school school photo from 1979. And so it's Victorian age t- style photographs. So not one single child is smiling.
0: In nineteen seventy nine. Eighteen seventy nine. I was gonna say I was, like, I was alive then. I'm sure we were allowed
1: to smile. <laughs> you were. In eighteen seventy nine, I'm pretty sure we decided that they weren't allowed to smile. Yes. And the children are all frowning, their eyebrows are all pushed over the top of over their eyes. And I think the photographer probably said look solemn or and so they're all frowning and they look hilarious. Yeah. These little seven year old children.
0: They look very cross. They look very cross. <laughs> very grumpy little kids, that's great. So, yeah, yeah, pick, can you pick a couple of, like, really interesting or weird stories that you've, have you gone down a rabbit hole?
1: Yeah, um, the uh, because we started with Havelock North, um, we have the Falcon Collection, so uh, Robert Falcon yes. is one of the, um, well, was the instigator of... Um, the Golden Dawn, mm,
0: which ra. some consider
1: to be a, a cult, um, others believe it not, and there's some books written about it. Mm. Um, we've got lots of um, photographs of him and his wife uh, and his daughter, and also photographs of the house, Farida, which is in Havelock North. It's a private house, so we don't have um, photographs of what it looks like today because it's someone's personal home, yeah. but when it was... You know, back in the nineteen thirties and forties, we've got some old photographs, and it's been really interesting when we talked. When I talk to people about Falcon, um, people some people think it was a scary cult, and mm. other people think, uh, no, it was just a, a normal society, um, probably on the lines of Freemasons. Mm. And at the time, every uh, top notch, I suppose, or community leader in Havelock belonged.
0: Men and women. Mm.
1: And the little room that they... Um, I have seen photographs of the little room. And its it looks like hieroglyphics and it's beautifully coloured panels of walls. No, no windows. Mm. Like an underground... I don't think it's underground, but I think it's completely sealed off. Mm. So that's kind of like super industry. And people are interested on that. From all over the world, we get queries all the time about it. Yeah. Someone's writing a thesis on it at the moment.
0: And where are they? Are they in New Zealand? Or the, they're, they're
1: in New Zealand, but I've had people writing stories about, I'll put in inverted columns, cults, and yes. they want to include uh, the Golden Dawn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's brilliant. But looking
1: yeah. at, thinking a lot got a lot of war memorabilia, looking at the ration books from First and the Second World War, the information they were given, you now given a little pack uh, in the Second World War, which had a map of London because they all went to England first on the ships, oh, a lot of them did mm. um and and the food that they were given and some and we've got a little diary and he's just he hasn't recorded anything um that could be s- sensitive security wise but just what it was like in cairo and mm. but you know before they before they went to war when they had a bit of time um and they've mm. also sent used to send back lots of postcards. We weren't supposed to take cameras. No. Uh, so lots of postcards um, are in the collection. So I think that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, and again, it's, it's the personal stories that are the most fascinating, isn't it? Mm. Have, you, have you found that you've sort of connected with someone long gone?
1: I think reading some of the diaries from men that were in war um, really hits you home. You know they just—they're just, they're so young,
0: mm.
1: and and they're trying so hard to write a postcard to mum that doesn't say how terrible it I'm is.
0: I'm terrified yeah. all the time, yeah. and yeah, and
1: yeah. and the language that they use. We'll write soon, and then I know that that's the last postcard because they die. You know, they're oh. killed. You know, it just like breaks my heart. Yeah, sending twenty-year-olds, 21 year olds.
0: or younger. Yeah. Basically children by yeah. today's standards. Yeah. 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 I
1: think those are sad stories. Yeah. But at the same time, on the upside, going through the Blossom Parade floats are just, they're amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen some of those old ones from the 60s. Mm. The massive swan that's two stories high. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and it's the details around the edges of photographs that I like. So you've got... They're taking a photograph of the float. But then, if you look at the buildings on the second floor, you've got people hanging over balconies, totally on um, health and safety precautions. <laughs> and I don't know why none of the roofs collapsed. Um, yeah, just in the clothes that they're wearing, they always still get dressed up. So, all the, every, all the men and women have got hats on, the children in their best clothes. Mm. You know, it's a really big thing.
0: Yeah, your Sunday best. Yeah, it definitely was. What have you noticed from from that? What do you think we've lost, you know, with modernity and maybe just the accessibility of the world through the internet?
1: Well, it's a different time, isn't it? We've lost something and gained other things, haven't we? Of course. Yeah, so um, the sense of community... Uh, after the Second World War in all of New Zealand Mm. was very strong. You know, that's when bowling clubs were started, which really struggle for memberships now, where, you know, there was no TV. So people were very, they're still patriotic, um, Mm. maybe more patriotic to New Zealand than the old country. Mm. Uh, And they did things together. You know, everybody came out, everybody went to the movies, um... They went to theatre. They went to there was musical to start with, and then we had the jazz area. So there was there was concerts, and I think that sense of community, uh, I think Hastings in particular is fighting to get that back, and mm. you can mm. can see it coming coming back because there was a really long period where New Zealanders started to stay at home a lot more. Mm. Um, Didn't do the things that we used to do. Mm. Um, Whether that's a good thing or a bad, I don't know. We've traded it, haven't we?
0: We've traded it, and it must impact on social cohesion, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you're scanning stuff in, and that's preserving it. And um, yeah. So what? So people do use it for researching family trees and stuff like that. But but what else do people use the archives for?
1: So um, researchers use it. Um, for when they're writing books mm.
0: um,
1: I think um, I think there's potentially going to be some use from school students with the changing curriculum in New Zealand for history mm. uh, so th- there'll be because it's about um, finding your place and your history and your Farno's history so I think there's some potential there I think there's just a real interest uh, in looking at where you've come from um, whether it's just Going online and looking at something, and then commenting to somebody else, I oh, I just found our school photos from nineteen fifty three, because we've got some school photos up from fifties yeah. uh, from Havelock, uh, and um, I think people just like sharing those kind of things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so ha- ha- the the New Zealand curriculum, the new curriculum, yes, is interesting and innovative and more balanced. So with European history yes. and pre-European history with Maori um, history so, so how, what kind of things are we going to be able to access that are going to help with that?
1: So we, we've we got a few maps but we've got, we've got a whole lot more maps so that talks about that will show people visually how the land has changed the usage of the land has changed yeah. now, as well as adding details on what we were using the land for so that's also part of our history um, the way the way people worked in communities is just really so. Uh, the The school curriculum goes way back further than our archive starts at, obviously. Mm. Um, but there will be some in- interesting things um, uh, on the way people were eating, uh, sleeping, um, what they were wearing, that that kind of thing. It, it, it helps to see the way people interact and. In, within their families and their whānau and their larger communities to see how that impacts on how they were voting, uh, political changes, social changes. I think there'll be some interesting things that people can see. When you see photographs, I think it brings it home a little bit more. Mm. And then we've got diaries as well, so you can see what people are thinking. I think one of the things uh, people notice is language changing. Oh.
0: Tell us about that yeah,
1: so um if you've ever read a book about New Zealand pre okay, this is just a guess 1920s mm. the language is very different the way the writer has described the people that live in our country okay so there's it's very graphic descriptions, and there's a lot of- descri- there's a lot of words that we wouldn't even use today mm uh, because they're so offensive, okay. And uh, so when you read those materials, it it just gives you an idea of what people were told and how myths were continued to generate through the ages. Because this is what people were telling us; it was written down. Mm. Um, and it, it's we can step back now and and look and look at it and go, wow, this is what we were thinking at that time. Uh, how have we changed why are we changing how can we do more to change um mm. because we're a growing world aren't we
0: yes So we language is so. really interesting <laughs> yeah yeah and again from the from the social history aspect of it just to think oh we wouldn't do it now no how is it not obvious then that you do not yeah. Say these things, that you, you make your own, form your own um, opinions. Yeah, that's going to be quite fascinating. And the
1: interesting thing, an aside, is even words more modern than, say, the 1900s, the early 1900s. Is, um, we have groups of school children come into the library, uh, and we had a group of school children. They do historical events, Wahini. and they're looking up newspapers. And I'm sitting with a group of uh, girls, uh, women, young women, and we're looking for something in the 1960s, 1950s, I think. And we come. the advertisements are the most interesting thing <laughs> of the paper. And we get to the advertisement, and there's an advertisement for uh, roaches or West, westermans, I can't remember. Um, and one of the girls goes, what slacks? <laughs> and I go, men wore trousers, women wore slacks. Never heard that word before. Yeah. See, words have completely gone.
0: Yeah. And slacks, oh, slacks are what women wear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unfashionable, terrible trousers. <laughs> yeah, so language yeah.
1: is t- uh, very evolving, even mm. from 50s and 60s.
0: Yeah, yeah, and even, yeah, like you and I would know what slacks were. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, three generations down, Absolutely. no clue. Yeah. Well, slacks are dead. Yeah. Um, so where does it start? Is there much pre-European stuff in there?
1: No, not, no, none at all. Um, because that's all history that's been told. Yeah. Through the generations from Whānau. So we've got none. I mean, maybe there is some out there that somebody finds yeah. that something, but um, there's no written language until the missionaries came.
0: No. I'm so that would be sure. quite interesting, wouldn't you see, if there is anything out there yeah. from when an oral tradition started to move yes. with the european um writing things down. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That would be great wouldn't it to include yeah. some of that.
1: So the first printed material in new zealand was um bibles in Māori. So so that's i mean whoever's got those were holding on to gold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh if you're out there and you've got a bible <laughs> printed in Māori. Yeah. How amazing. Um so is it easy enough to access? We've talked about you. Do you have to log, log in? Or do you have to have no. an account?
1: No, you don't. Mm. Uh, you can just look at it. But um, we, we're not saying that what we've put up, so we've, we've digitised the item, so we've got a photograph of it, and we've put some details about it from what we can best ascertain on the item. But if you're um, looking at it and you go, no, that's not... Hirotanga Street in 1953 yeah. or whatever and you know then if you log in a set up an account log in super easy uh, then you can contact us and say no I don't think you've got this right or maybe you're looking at a school photo and go that's my mum in there and we can tag her on the photograph yeah
0: and, and you've told me that you can print out the photo so yeah. what's the copyright there? so it's
1: creative commons So that means that you can, they're TIFF files, so they're really nice quality. You can uh, download them for your personal use. You can use them uh, as long as you um, credit us and have a link back to where you got it from so people can go and find out more. And you don't publish it commercially. There's a different arrangement for people who are printing books. We have a different arrangement for them.
0: Okay. So so writers
1: and publishers know how to do that. That's a bit different. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to put it in your online blog, go for it.
0: Yeah, or on your Facebook page. On your Facebook page. Yeah, look, there's my mum. <laughs> <laughs> Blossom parade queen of 19-whatever. Yeah, that, that's brilliant. So people can still come into the library and do this, though, can't they? You know, Access recollect or look at
1: the materials. Look
0: at the materials.
1: You can as long as it's not too fragile. So some uh, of the maps are actually too fragile yeah, uh, and some of the really old materials too fragile, which is why we want to digitise it. But it, uh, if you desperately want to look at it, most people are really just happy with the image. Mm. Um, but sometimes a researcher would want to look at all of the material because they're mm. all boxed. You might want to look at all the falcon material, say, or, or the earthquake material, mm. or the hospital material. Uh, you might want to look it all out because you're a visual person. Yes. Um you could still do that. We're or a public you're not library.
0: Particularly savvy online and you know how you've had one to one appointments with people doing family trees and things, that's still available. Yeah, you can.
1: Mm. Um, although if you're not savvy online, we've got Cup of Tech where you can come along and learn how to be well, savvy there you online. Go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. what we're here for.
0: That's wonderful. Um so you've you you've um what other things are you wanting to tell us about the library and what's what's going on? Have you had much uptake of, of Recollect yet?
1: Um had a little bit. People are talking about it, mm. um, hoping to see a little bit more. Now we're talking to you. Yes, uh, yes, good. Uh, yeah, so we've had we've got quite a lot of uh, signage out to the library to remind people. I think because it's been a closed um, collection, people haven't actually known we've had it yeah so it's nice so i'm hoping that people hope to see some good usage statistics coming Mm. out um
0: yeah excellent it's really bringing people back to life isn't
1: it it is indeed yeah like when
0: you see a black and white photograph it's it's easy just to put it in the other box isn't it you know that's something that happened but it doesn't really relate to us
1: yeah
0: yeah and it's
1: not it's It's not all black and white. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We were fortunate enough to be given Hawke's Bay County Council records, and so if you're into trucks, have we got a lot of photographs for you.
0: Oh, my goodness. I think there will be a lot of people accessing truck photos. Yeah. And roadworks. Yeah, (laughs) roadworks, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, any other details that we need to know before we sign off about Recollect? Uh,
1: No, just go onto our webpage, uh, Hastings District Library webpage, uh, big button for Recollect, press Mm. that, and go and have a play. Mm. And if you've got any feedback, let us know.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, Veronica. That has been absolutely fascinating. And uh, what a great initiative from Hastings District Libraries there. Thank you very much, Louise. Kia ora.